The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And let's talk about the NFL draft, because while many still have Caleb Williams atop their big boards, when we look at the odds, Caleb Williams versus the field, Williams to go number one overall is minus 270. Everyone else is at plus 180. Joe, do you see value in either side? Yeah, I, I, I see value in other names. Okay, so every time we bring this up, for months and months and months, it was Caleb Williams' rock-solid minus 500 favorite to go number one, okay? Like, every, for so long, it was minus 500. And the movement started during that Notre Dame game or after that Notre Dame game. That's when it started to shift. And now it's shifting more and more and more. But, it, you know, for number one pick overall, for those odds, it got to minus 360, and it's kind of been stuck there. For a little while. Now you would think with favorite odds of minus 500 down to minus 360. Okay. You're still the significant favorite that if you were to look around at, at a number of mock drafts that the majority of them would say Caleb Williams is number one, because that that is still sizable, right? It's yeah. not that that is not what's happening right now. If you look around at a bunch of mocks, I would not say that the majority have Caleb Williams number one. And the assumption is, oh, well, it's Caleb Williams or Drake May. No, that's not it either. It's not strictly a a one or the other conversation. That's not what's happening. I'm now seeing at a lot, it's not an outlier situation. I'm surprised, you know, getting, as we were looking at different mock drafts for this specific segment, I'm surprised at the number of mock drafts right now that have Marvin Harrison Jr. being the number one pick in the draft. It just looks like a strong quarterback draft. We've talked about how many teams in the top 10, I think nine of them right now, and I'm not including Levis. That's the one I would not include. Well, Chicago's in there twice, but what I, like nine of 11, whatever it is, almost everybody needs a quarterback in the top 10. 
everybody. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are mocking Marvin Harrison Jr. as the number one overall pick. I think that's the most surprising thing. More shocking than Caleb Williams taking a fall here. Yeah, and the fact that we have heard that and seen him going so high and you could find really good value on him is mm-hmm. pretty amazing because – I mean, just from doing the show a few years now, the closer we get to draft, these things change so much that it's like, hey, you might as well just sprinkle a few guys you like and get some value because these things change. You know, it's it's a bit volatile as we get closer to draft time. Joe, you've alluded to this uh, with our conversation with Michael Felder earlier in the program. And by the way, if you missed that conversation, please check out our podcast wherever you podcast. But I will make a statement here and now about Marvin Harrison Jr. and really anybody else who's not a quarterback. There mm-hmm. is a greater than 90% chance that a team that will draft a quarterback if they're picking at number one will have the top pick. In other words, of all the teams that could finish with the worst record, and you rattled them off earlier, and we can once again. Talking about the Bears, we're talking about the Cardinals. All these teams that could finish with the worst record in the number one overall draft pick, there is greater than a 90% chance that a quarterback will be chosen by a team that really, really needs one. So to Mm -hmm. me, if you're betting on Marvin Harrison Jr. to go number one, there's not value there. The value is in the quarterback. And so if we're figuring out Caleb Williams versus the field, I still think at plus 180, the field offers value. But filter out, take away this notion that a non-quarterback is going to go number one overall because, number one, the NFL is desperate for talented quarterbacks. They are desperate Uh at this point. So definitely that matters here. They're a lot less uh, desperate for wide receivers. That's for darn sure or really any other position, like a pass rusher, a lineman going to go number one overall? No, absolutely not. The NFL isn't missing out on those. They're missing out on quarterbacks. And if you get a good one, you can be immediately mediocre just by good quarterback play because there's so few you have to go up against. So that matters a great deal in terms of handicapping this thing. The other thing, too, is Drake May is certainly getting a lot of attention, potentially go number one overall. I think that's fine, but can I add one more name to the mix here? How about Jaden Daniels out of LSU? He's not winning the Heisman. <laughs> Unfortunately, he is hurt, and so how he looks the rest of the year, you know, that it's unfortunate. But in terms of what he's done on the field this year, few can compete with his numbers. Number one in rushing grade among quarterbacks per PFF. In passing, he's fourth. He's third in EPA per play behind J.J. McCarthy and Caden Salter of Liberty. The argument can be made for him that the reason why he's not in title contention is because his defense is terrible. It has nothing to do with him. So the fact that I can make a good argument for at least two to three other quarterbacks who are not Caleb Williams, to me, that means bet the field. Daniels is 75 to one. For the first pick. Yes. There's some interesting names. Yes. Interesting names. Okay. Let's uh, let's do this. Arizona right now would have the number one pick. Arizona is your favorite for the worst record. Arizona has Kyler coming back this week. Is Arizona going to draft a quarterback? 
Mm. Or do they trade? And, and that's the other thing too, is like when I said it greater than 90%, right. I did not include the possibility that the team with the number one overall pick would trade it. So oh, oh, and by the way, there's the also there's also the possibility that the Bears are back to back one and two. Mm-hmm. And yes, they take a quarterback, but it doesn't mean it's going to be with the one. It could be with the two. Sure, absolutely. Huh. Like they may like their guy and say, "Hey, look, you know, we're willing to give up this much for number one. We know you want Caleb Williams, Drake May, whomever. We want this guy. Maybe it is Jaden Daniels. We know he won't go number one overall." We trust that, so we'll trade away number one. That can happen. I'd be fine with that. Uh, The Giants are the third favorite for the worst record. They have the fourth pick right now. I don't think they're going to win another game. (laughs) So (laughs) they they might be up there. Uh, This Tommy DeVito slander is unreal. (laughs) I mean... What I'll ask you, I asked the I asked Michael Felder this. How many are going in the first round? Is it going to be more than we've ever seen? I think so. It's lining up that way. I mean, we keep talking about it's a quarterback quarterback rich draft, and almost every team needs one. So you've got to think a lot are going in the first round. You want to get a quarterback under a rookie deal, right? Yep. Yep. What's so we had five, seven. Five in 2021, and then mm. we had five in 18. More. I would say more than five. That should be a oh, bet. Definitely. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I want to see what they placed the over-under. They always do an over-under yeah. for quarterbacks in the first round. Yeah. I want to see what that number is. I want to see more options to bet on the draft posted now. I mean, just yes. this player to go in the first round or, you know, stuff like that. I love it. What about Brock Bowers? I mean, his name was thrown around for Heisman before he got injured. Could he bounce back and sneak into the first round? I'm I'm seeing mocks that have him in the top five. Oh, I'm seeing 25 to one for first round. Yeah. What? Really? Uh, Wait, never mind. That might be a different. Or is it first overall? Maybe it is first overall. Probably first overall. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Yeah, I wouldn't bet that. Yeah, I wouldn't bet first overall, not at all. But if there's no, a, a top five or something, it, top five or something, uh, that's possible. Certainly possible. How many? If the numbers five and a half, I'd go over. I'd consider over at six and a half. I would too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were talking about money. seven. Like Three, four, five. <sighs> well, actually, Does okay. It have the Caleb feel, Williams though, that like with. Yeah. Drake May, Penix, Daniels, is McCarthy. I saw some big boards that have him as a third quarterback. McCarthy has to go. Like, especially if Jim Harbaugh isn't going to be there, and then, you know, they just restructure the whole darn thing. Like, why would you stick around for that? And your your draft stock's not going to get any higher staying another year. Um, The Jordan Travis idea from Felder was interesting, a name that's not being talked about. No, it's not. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. No, it isn't. It's probably going to be seven yeah. or eight. Yeah. The, the Shadura thing is interesting, though, to me, because what does Deion Sanders do? Is he there at Colorado for another year? I, I, I don't so. know that. I don't think, know I, it. Okay. But 
I would, I think I, it, so. It's such a wild card. Like, I, I guess I'm always erring on the side of high profile quarterbacks going into the draft, but he's such a wild card because like with NIL and all that stuff, like it's a transfer with his dad or what, like it, it's just such a big unknown with him. And that might yep. be like ultimately what we debate. Like, let's say we get like a six and a half as far as quarterbacks taken in the first round. And it comes down to that. And it's basically, okay, what are Sanders's motives? Mm-hmm. That would be intriguing to me. Yeah. Is there going to be another power five conference that comes knocking? Feels like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not as much, but like, what's, what's his price? I, I, I think he would leave Colorado in a heartbeat. Nothing against Colorado, but if there's a bigger job, a better job out there, I could see him going. Uh, another interesting market. Man, this feels like a lock, and maybe it's the best price you get for a long, long time. First non-quarterback drafted. Of course, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the favorite. He should be the favorite, but he's minus 165. Is there anybody else in that race? Brock? You think he could go? Yeah, could go over Harris. That seems like a huge risk, but yeah, I'd have to see a lot. I saw like, that. You know, on how healthy he is. Mm-hmm. I saw that market too, and I was like, "Is this just too obvious? obvious?" Like, if Marvin's getting all this love for number one, like who who are you drafting over him at that position? I think. Right. I think what helped me back is like we just see. This stuff goes sideways in March and everything else. Like, I don't, I don't know who is going to pass him. It could, but like, who was it that had a? Oh, I forget which game I was watching, but like, you see these receivers pop, and they make these, you know, one-handed mm-hmm. catches and everything else. And I just, I don't, know, not enough. If it was that easy, none of us would be doing this during the day. I guess is kind of my yeah. thought on it. <laughs> Well, and everybody, not everybody, but most have the Penn State tackle going in the first three. So you could get bumped up. Yeah, Yeah, with a team that doesn't need a quarterback or maybe, you know, maybe they're thinking they're going to wait. So. Yeah, uh, he he might also win that chat, I think. Yeah, yeah, Jared Verse is up there. So, but over Mm -hmm. Harrison. You're right, Paul. It's, It's not as easy as it looks. Because these are premium positions we're talking about. An edge, an offensive tackle. If you're not going quarterback, most cases, you're going with the top edge or the top offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. That's the issue, is that like with wide receiver, we saw this last year and this might become a trend where, yeah, wide receiver is valuable, but you can find really good ones later in the draft. Is it worth spending all of that draft capital on Marvin Harrison Jr. knowing full well, okay, yeah, you might get a little bit of a dip in talent, but it's worth saving some draft capital to use on other positions going forward. And to me, I think that's how the good teams think. Mm-hmm. So what, what do we like here? What are, for what's available, I can't wait to – yeah, I agree with Aaron. For them to open up new markets, they should do it quicker. Uh, there's only a few things to bet on, right? Caleb Williams or the field or number one pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or first non-quarterback selected. First non-quarterback. 
Yeah. I mean, a defensive player could be a different look there. I think that would be the only way I would attack that one. First non-QB selected. If it's not Marvin Harrison Jr., maybe go defensive for a team that maybe doesn't need so an offensive I, ass- I assume the Bears are going to fire Eberflus, and that means they're going to go with an offensive-minded guy. So you would think that that offensive-minded guy is going to want a quarterback and a receiver if they have two picks in the top. His quarterback, his receiver. Mm-hmm. That's that's the key. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the latest moves on the NFL Week 10 board. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. QL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And consider this segment a potpourri of sorts. We'll start with uh, NFL line moves. And when it comes to the Falcons and the Cardinals, with the news that Kyler Murray might play for Arizona, currently at BetMGM, the Cardinals at home are just one-and-a-half-point dogs. But in other spots, it is more of a pick 'em, Joe. Yeah. Uh, people don't know how to price this, really. Um, so this morning it was a pick 'em, and now we're seeing some movement in Atlanta's direction one, one and a half, I would say, at most spots. And uh, I'm in the mode of I'll believe it when I see it. Now, Gannon did come out yesterday and said he's going to be activated from the pup list. And if all goes well, Kyler's going to be the one that's out there. It's just the conversations that we've had trying to figure out what the Arizona Cardinals are doing. I think most would state that they are in tank mode. But can we say they are in tank mode when, if they're going to put Kyler Murray out there? So he's going to be out there for almost half the year? Like we've, We talked before the year about, okay, maybe this is worth a bet on the win total. It's, it went down to three and a half. It, but much of that was based on the idea of Kyler Murray being out there for the second half of the year. I mean, that, now we're there. Now it looks like Kyler is going to be out there. And so James Conner probably going to be back as well. How much does that change things? I don't know. You know, last year before his injury, they lost six of his seven starts. I mean, he was not good. So it feels like the market is trying to figure out how do we do this after just seeing what Toon was. And we saw much of Dobbs. What is Murray worth to the point spread? And everybody's down on the Falcons right now. And Heineke did not did not look great this past Sunday. Uh, I lean Falcons here. I mean, isn't Kyler Murray, huh? even if it is him, going to be rusty? This is going to be like a preseason game for him. I wouldn't be like, oh, he's back. Let's definitely back the Cardinals here. I would lean the other way that he's going to have some rust to knock off. He hasn't played in a real game. I mean, he's probably been out there practicing, but that's not the same as a real mid season, you know, NFL game. You can't simulate that in practice. So no way would I be backing Kyler Murray and the Cardinals here. 
And do we trust the talent around Kyler Murray? I I think that to me is the biggest indicator because even when we had more respect for the Cardinals, my question was always, where's the individual talent? Like, can they just scheme themselves up so much so that they can overcome a lack of talent in a lot of positions? My vote was no. My vote still is no. I think it's important to know what you have in Kyler Murray before you can ultimately decide upon the quarterback because you have to figure out who your quarterback is, right? Like in yeah. this scheme, in this structure, with this talent, who do you have in Kyler Murray? Because, yeah, you have a few years of a sample size, but not specifically in this system. The one you're going to employ while you are the head coach and while this group is there. So I understand playing Kyler Murray in that respect because you want to know, okay, do we really need a new quarterback for this or do we believe in Kyler Murray? If you don't believe in him, then obviously you know what to do with the NFL draft. That is very straightforward. But if you still like him and you like him more than who you might get in the draft, well, okay, then you can trade down and that's fine. At least you know this. Knowledge is power. And that's all the Cardinals are trying to accomplish right now. Uh, but as far as winning the game, yeah, I'm I'd back the Falcons. Arizona, yeah. So how much longer is he under contract? There's a potential. Jeez, that's a long time. <laughs> We're gonna have to get out of this thing. They owe him a lot of money for a long period of time. Uh, here's the other part of this: the defense. That side of the ball is still out there. Their awful defense still exists. So, Kyler, maybe he could shock some people and actually be competent on offense coming off uh, the horrific injury. But they're going to give up a ton of points, you would think, even against Atlanta. So so that's the other part. I I think this is only, only consideration for Atlanta. People are down on them after the bad loss and the way they ended up losing that game. Maybe something else you want to consider. It's Tuesday. You know what Thursday is? Anybody know what Thursday is? The 9th? November 9th. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 released. Oh. Oh. Kyler. Yeah. Kyler might not be prepping. The Juju Smith suspension for playing Fortnite or whatever he was doing was hilarious to me. Wait, what? (laughs) Fortnite was that? Was that not real? Fortnite? Yeah, he lost track of time and was late to practice or something. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I I never believe these excuses. I never. Yeah, I tripped over the dog. Like I, yeah, I fell down the stairs. Mm -hmm. What what did Dustin Johnson? I sneezed too hard. Yeah, we've heard it all. Yeah, Sammy Sosa was out for a week because he sneezed hard. Like I remember Brian Greasy tripped over his dog, and then he missed a game. Like it's like, yeah, I don't believe any of that. He's playing mm-hmm. Fortnite, little children. What a weird. <laughs> nah, Fortnite's back, dude. Well, my okay. son and all his friends—they come over, and that's all they do right now. And they yeah. stay up so all they- night doing it. I'm sure. Yeah. No. Yeah, they just there was a new I don't know what it's called. They just released something new on Fortnite, so everybody's been playing that lately. So uh, maybe I it don't is know. True. I, I, okay. Yeah, I could be wrong. I thought I, I, I saw that. <laughs> no, you, it it may have might be. Yeah, no, he. I guess so. I don't know. It's weird. Um, there's no way you. How do you bet Arizona as a pick 'em? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? 
Uh, I, I mean, one. the only Whatever reason is, is because, like, they're one and eight right now. Like, are they going to finish one and 16? Probably not. They'll have a win somewhere. Could it be right. this weekend? I mean, like, if the Falcons are so bad that they lose to a quarterback who doesn't know his offensive linemen's names, then maybe they're bad elsewhere. So sure. I, I can see the argument, but I don't buy it. Yeah. yeah. Drake London going to be back? He was out last mm-hmm. week. He's hopeful mm-hmm. for a week 10 return, they said yesterday. So we'll see. I, I think I do think that line's worth monitoring. It's an ugly game. There's a lot of ugly games this week, but it's a compelling storyline. For sure. Absolutely it is. How about we move on to a little baseball? Uh, something in your neck of the woods, Joe, because the Chicago Cubs have a new manager and we didn't know they were going to have a new manager, but David Ross is out. Craig Council is in. The Cubs poach from a division rival from the Milwaukee Brewers. So they get Craig Council. The rumors were that he was going to go to the Mets. Instead, he lands on the north side. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Backed by research, kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. Rather than looking at multiple programs to help your child in different subjects, one subscription gets you everything with IXL Learning, and all the kids in your home work off once site from pre-k to 12th grade if your child is struggling this is the smartest investment you can make one in four students in the u.s are learning with ixl ixl is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the u.s make an impact on your child's learning get ixl now and listeners can get an exclusive 20 percent off ixl membership when you sign up today at ixl.com slash ixlav visit ixl.com slash ixlav to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. He got Mets money. Without going to the Mets. He got Mets money without dealing with the New York media. I never saw this happening, guys. Like, I was on board, and there were cases made throughout the season of firing David Ross. Whatever you think the value of a manager is. And I didn't disagree with that. I was fine with that. 
Council is regarded as one of the best managers in the game. But the other, there's so many layers to this. Here's another element. You had to fire a local hero. That's what David Ross is and everything he meant to that 2016 team. Once he was hired to be the manager, my first thought was, okay, all just about every manager gets fired. That's going to be uncomfortable. So Jed Hoyer flew down to see him in Florida and delivered the news yesterday. And the, the Cubs made Craig Council the richest manager in baseball. This is the biggest contract any manager has ever received. So a few other layers to this is, well, Jed Hoyer got his guy because David Ross was Theo's guy. He was preparing him for that role for years, giving him different jobs in the organizations, in the organization, promoting him, promoting him, promoting him. And then uh, Theo, before Ross, actually made this sort of move with Joe Madden. Once Joe Madden became available, then he went all in. And Jed Hoyer just did the same thing with Craig Council, and you're taking away, him away from a rival. So it was amazing. My big takeaway isn't that, oh, my God, he's worth so much. He's going to win them so many games. You feel more comfortable with Council. But my takeaway is you're not making someone the richest manager in baseball and, and thinking, okay, He's just going to make everything we have better. That means you're going to spend. If you're spending on a manager and not spending in free agency, not making big moves with a possible trade, oh, I don't know, Juan Soto, that doesn't make any sense to me. So if, if you're going to go all in on a manager, that means that you're going to go, you're going to get another Dansby Swanson. I don't know, maybe you re-sign Be Cody Bellinger. You, you make a move for Otani. Blake Snell, I mean, like it or not, he's going to get a monster deal. The Cubs are going to do something. That that was my big takeaway from yesterday because it would be idiotic to say, okay, let, let's hire a manager, pay him $40 million over five years, and do nothing else. What was your reaction to Wilson Contreras saying it's about time or whatever he reacted on X to someone's post about the announcement? Yeah, I think it was a deleted Instagram post now. Um, that checks out. There were a lot of rumors that they didn't get along. And then once Wilson was dealt and all that, like, yeah, that that confirms a lot of thoughts that were going on around Wilson Contreras <laughs> and, and David Ross. I just, I didn't think we were going to get there. They said all the right things at the end of the year. I didn't think we were going to get here now. Like they, they went so far that they feel so strong about counsel. Like David They'll, they won't say anything bad about David Ross publicly, but if you're making that sort of a move, you're really mad about how Ross was handling things. And one of the things that Jed was talking about publicly when asked about it, he was talking about how much he hates bunting. Some David Ross did. <laughs> when, he, when he started doing that on radio interviews uh, here on 670 The Score in Chicago, I was like, oh, okay, L let's see what happens here. And something did happen yeah. yesterday. It's also a move that they almost had to make in terms of, you know, the big splashes that we should be preparing for. Right now, the Cubs are 34 to 1 to win the World Series, and that's the same odds as the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, slightly longer than the Brewers. The Reds have longer odds at 47 to 1, 
what's interesting to me is the Reds are certainly getting a lot of attention because of all that young talent. Now they have a full season with that young talent. That's going to matter in terms of standings, making the playoffs, all that good stuff. The Brewers are still very much contenders. The Cardinals, maybe it's a quick bounce back. Like, just everything that could have gone wrong did. None none of the breaks worked out for them. But maybe they're just due for a lot of positive regression. It is very easy in that division to get behind quickly. And the Cubs don't want to do that because of all these other up-and-coming ball clubs. Throw the Pirates out of the mix. It does feel like something that they had to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was time to move on. They're, they're looking forward to the next era. And, and they've built themselves a nice farm system, too. And so what do, what do you do? Where, where are you going to go all in? It's going to be one of these. Do you have enough for a Soto deal? Otani? I don't know. Are they going to be in those conversations? It, it's going to be interesting. Is it Yamamoto? He's the next guy that's going to come over and just get a, a massive deal? So mm-hmm. I yeah, but mm. the Cubs are going to be involved in all all the big players that are going to be moving this year. So how many different futures are we putting on the Cubs here? I don't We're know. So them. I I mean I looked right away. <laughs> the number the number has not moved, but I'm not saying Council's worth something. He's worth moving a future. I just think it's telling that okay they're going to do something, and when they do something, then the number's going to move. That if you're mm-hmm. buying into this team, that maybe you should jump the market. Right. That now is the time to do it as opposed to waiting for a move to happen and then reacting to said move. It, you mm-hmm. know, it's all about forecasting. So definitely I'm with you there. Uh, how about we talk a little college basketball here? Because uh, yesterday was mighty interesting. Uh, a, lot of te- a lot of teams tipped off their season. And a lot of high-profile teams didn't cover the number and perhaps even outright lost. James Madison. Knocked off number four, Michigan State, 79-76. Abilene Christian knocked off Oklahoma State as 11.5-point dogs. Oakland, uh, you know, they certainly gave it to Ohio State. Ohio State wound up winning, but didn't cover the number. UMBC nearly upset Louisville, uh, which we didn't have a whole lot of uh, faith in. But is this a sign that we're going to have another wild and wacky college basketball season? I don't know. It's it's interesting. Michigan State's been a very popular futures play. We talked to Jim Root about that yesterday, and then then they go down. Uh, the money line price is really fascinating. Oakland was twenty to one on the money line. Part of me, Ed, I'm just thinking, mm, first game of the year, it probably happens most years. You get some crazy upsets, right, Aaron? Just like the first week of the NCAA tournament, bet the dogs. It's the way to go. It it checks out, right? Not too surprising. Sure. Fair enough. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. I think they can run with Iowa. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. 
Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And we'll get to our lightning bets in just a bit. But of all of the futures we have discussed, one that has slipped through the cracks that I would like to pull from the cracks, so to speak, is Offensive Player of the Year. And Joe, I think you and I can agree that there is still value on A.J. Brown at 6-1. to Yeah, I'm surprised with a couple of things. And it was a high-profile game. Not only the A.J. Brown, they had another game. His team wins. Um, but CeeDee Lamb, once I saw him, I, I know it was a losing effort, but he had 191 yards in a game that everybody was watching mm-hmm. in that window. And there are some sport, sports books that still have him at 75-1. to 1. I just I'm surprised by that. I would think that that's going to change very very soon. And I just checked, and yeah, there's there's one prominent one that sells them at 75. But you know the AJ Brown conversation. There is a clear cut top three in the offensive player of the year race between Tyreek, CMC, and he used to be behind them. But I think AJ Brown is in that top three, and it it should be shorter than six to one. Yep. I'm with you. This market is strange. It feels like the MVP market in this market, they don't make sense. Like the MVP market, every Monday, it's something different. And then here, I just don't think it's almost Mm -hmm. slower to react. It's very strange. Very much so. Yeah, these other ones, these other award markets don't get as much action as the MVP. They don't, Mm -hmm. outside of betting shows, anybody talking about offensive player of the year? Probably not. They probably don't even know you can bet on it. Yeah, and they're not looking. It, it wasn't in Mike Sando's article. Like he talked about defensive uh, player of the year a good bit, uh, but I didn't see offensive player of the year. Maybe, huh. maybe kind of slips with cracks again. But I didn't see it in the article. But mm. uh, you know, like we talked about, AJ Brown. I think it's looking better and better in six to one. I think there's still value there in large part because are the Eagles really trying to get the ball to anybody else? Like, look at these other offenses. There are arguments to be made against key receivers. Like, for instance, with the Cowboys, yeah, CeeDee Lamb is phenomenal, but they want to get the ball to Jake Ferguson. And certainly the numbers suggest when Jake Ferguson is not on the field that this is not the same offense. So there's that. With Tyreek Hill, some folks are throwing around the fraud word when it comes to talking about the Dolphins. Is that going to affect Tyreek Hill's status as Offensive Player of the Year? Christian McCaffrey is another one. Like, if the 49ers continue to dip, that's a problem. And will Brock Purdy take away any votes in terms of that conversation? I don't know. Do we besmirch the running back position in general? Like, it's harder and harder to make cases against A.J. Brown, especially when you consider that how well the team performs does matter when it comes to this award. Just look at the history, and these come from good quality football teams. And the Eagles mm. have the best record in the NFL right now. And if that continues to be the case, and they get the one seed in the NFC, how do you buy into that offense? It's probably backing A.J. Brown. There are four receivers averaging over 100 yards per game. Justin Jefferson's one of them, so you remove him from the conversation. The others, Tyreek Hill, just about 120 yards per game. A.J. Brown, 112. And CeeDee Lamb, even though it's only been a few monster games, he's still averaging 103 yards per game. That's impressive. he, He had so many duds early, but he's still averaging 103. And if you look at the yardage leaders... 
he CeeDee Lamb is fifth. He's only three behind Nakua. He's 10 behind Diggs for that third spot. And he's played one less game than everybody ahead of him. Hmm. That's why. Man. Yeah. The running I mean, I guess on... the only thing would be is if teams really find a way to take A.J. Brown out of the game, it would open it up for Devontae Smith. I mean, he had the touchdown and a decent right. last couple of weeks, but I don't think I'd be that worried. Mm-hmm. It, and easier said than done, right? Like the way they utilize Brown, that matters a great deal here. And I mean, okay you look at say team air yard share and things like that well guess what folks aj brown is leading the way in a lot of these categories i mean what is it uh you know receptions over expected receiving yards over expected brown is number one he's second in team air yard share and target share like you know yeah stop aj brown okay fine well nobody's really been able to for the most part except the eagles themselves so and now he's over touchdowns he's He's only right. two behind Tyreek in touchdowns now. Yeah, that's that's also big. Hard to go against yep. him. Uh, guys, what are we going to do without the NBA today? Like, How are our lives going to continue without the NBA? No games no, on what? today. No, no NFL. Doubles. No NBA. Yeah, what are we mm-hmm. doing? We had an Equinox not that long ago, and now what? We just got to follow uh, Paul's college basketball picks. College hoops for days. Maybe yes. forget about an got NHS, notes but, on every know, team. Uh, yeah, you want some? <laughs> yeah, you want right. some college hoops notes? All right, here's some college hoops. Yeah, let's notes. go. All right, let's go. Fade in the Big Ten. You know, it's March, October. No, it's November, but whatever. Same tradition. <laughs> uh, but let me start with Florida <laughs> Gulf Coast. Uh, it's down to eleven and a half plus eleven and a half at Indiana. Sorry, Gurch. Uh, FGCU, coached by former Jay Wright assistant, former Penn head coach Pat Chambers. So, look, this is a team injury bug crushed them last year. They they started off 12-1, including a win against USC, the, you know, new Dunk City versus old Dunk City. So, all those guys are back. They're 5-9 and nine in games decided by six points or less. There could be some positive regression coming. Experienced backcourt. Four players coming back, heading in their fifth year of college. Four top scorers are back. Eight of the top ten. Rebounding could definitely be an issue. Um, but Trace Jackson Davis, no longer there. Um, and they're they're a three-point shooting team. They generated 38, over 38% of their points from three last season. 13th highest mark in the country. Something to watch today. Isaiah Thompson is listed as day-to-day, game-time decision. Uh, one leading scorer and assist guy. They held him out for like of a lot of workouts all summer so he could play in this game. So like, especially with the line coming down, I'm assuming he is playing. But then when you look at the Indiana side, brought in a lot of talent. Um, they lost Trace Jackson Davis and three other starters. They did bring in a lot of talent, some potential lottery picks, a couple of McDonald's All-Americans. Uh, they've got Xavier Johnson coming back as their sixth year returning point guard. I just like their three point defense a little rusty in an exhibition the other day. They allowed nine early first half threes to Marion. So against a three point shooting team like FGCU, I will take the points. It's at 11.5 now. I'll give out the for Lightning bets plus 11.5. Maybe sprinkle the money line. We saw some weird things happen in the Big Ten ah. yesterday. Ohio State almost lost. Mm. Um, and 
we did see Michigan State lose. So it's it, like I said, it's like March all over again. And then right up the road, another Big Ten team. Ah, Michigan, I don't even know if they know who they are. There's like Hunter Dickinson is gone, obviously. Um, they failed to reach the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2015. And they also lost two top 20 picks to the NBA draft. It's weird. Like, they didn't make the tournament, but they still lost a lot of talent. It's just a mixed bag there. A lot of questions throughout the roster. So give me UNC Asheville plus 20, 10 and a half <laughs> against Michigan. They're the big South defending champs. Four returning starters from a team that went 27 and 8. Drew Pember. Some could call him the maybe Drew Timmy of the Big South. Maybe the Hunter Dickinson of the Big South, if you will. Big South player of the year. He was a Big South Tournament Player of the Year. This is a team that lost to UCLA in the tournament. But uh, according to Ken Palm last season, 8th in 3-point percentage, 38th in effective field goal percentage. It's continuity versus a team that doesn't like, that can shoot versus a team that doesn't really know who they are. I will take the 10.5 with UNC Asheville. And you know what? Again, based on what we saw yesterday, sprinkle. Sprinkle the money. money. And then one other one, a couple <laughs> mid-majors. Uh, Northern Iowa. Plus four and a half. It might be down to plus four. Uh, is that Salt Bay? Bring him back at North Texas. Yes. Yeah, yeah bring North- him back. Sea salt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> North Texas played at the slowest tempo, tempo in all of Division One the last tempo. few seasons. Uh, <laughs> tempo. Uh, some personnel changes, but don't really expect that style to change that much. Uh, program's top three scores are all gone at North Texas, so I think like slow tempo could keep be a close game, Dude, limited possessions, you're like the and steal new... of college basketball. Right now. <laughs> we'll see how these picks go. We'll see how these picks go. Uh, Northern Iowa four starters are back. It's a team that got beat up and they just they fell apart. Injuries got to them a little bit, then they just fell apart down the stretch. Uh, but they're healthy and ready to go this season. Um, so I think again Dang. the uh, continuity with Northern Iowa. Give me, give me the plus four. Give me the plus four with Northern Iowa against North Texas. You know, I'm surprised when you were going over your Big Ten picks that you didn't go after North Dakota at the Hawkeyes. Looked at it. Looked at oh, it. Man. And Iowa famously is just a choke artist in the tournament, though. But they, they'll probably win mm-hmm. by like 50. I think the number was 19. I couldn't pull the trigger. Though. 19 and a half. I looked at it, though. Okay. How dare you, Joe? How <laughs> dare you? Somebody's going to reach oh, the man. screen and I, strangle the other. I, I do. It. I love it. Yesterday, yesterday I was I was wishing that Jake was here when Jim Root threw out Hunter Dickinson for player of the year. Fraud. If you're going Coward. <laughs> you call him a meerkat? Or yeah, he looks yeah, like yeah. a meerkat. <laughs> He looks like a meerkat. Oh my god! I love I'll find it. the picture. And I'll send it. I, I think the there entire Michigan program is just like a jilted lover, like broken by that breakup because they have nothing else going for them. I, I think they're in shambles. Mm-hmm. I think I, and Juwan Howard. That's kind of a little, you know, right. Bill Martelli got gifted Jameer Nelson and a bunch of other five star guys, and he couldn't turn that into any extended program at St. Joe's. He's an assistant there. He's mm-hmm. kind of next in line if things go sideways with Jawan. Not really loving what's going on in Ann Arbor. They're probably stealing signs too. You know, it's going around oh, the Big Jesus. Ten, that what program. <laughs> yes. You know? the, the dumbest scandal the ever. Polo teams. I know. I know. Yeah. I, Harbaugh is so going to the NFL. Uh, does anybody have anything else? Uh, uh, Penguins Texans. puck line plus one twenty five. 
Texans to make the playoffs plus 250. Yes. Bills, Super Bowl 20 to 1. Nice. No Tristan Kessler's home run leader 2024. Thanks for watching and listening to Beck You All Daily presented by BetMGM. For those listening, next up is Jim Rohn. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the daily tip. Take care, everybody. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.